We continue with the sermon series of playful faith, and we turn to the end of Luke's gospel, and Jesus has appeared to the disciples post-Easter. And this is what happens. Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Dearest Lord, you show up in our lives in ways we never expect. You surprise us. You lift us up. In Christ, you make us whole. Speak to us again this morning, these words of Scripture in our song, in our prayer, in this time together. Be fully present that we may go out into the world a renewed people in Christ's name. Amen. This life we live is bound by many things. We are bound by time, bound by our responsibilities, our routines, our schedules, our deadlines. We're sometimes bound by the perceptions of others, the biases of others. We can be bound by the unfairness of our world. We are bound by our limitations. Boundaries are simply part of this life that we live Some of them are good, others are not. Having good boundaries in your life is a healthy thing. Like when you say no to something because you're not going to take on more than you can handle. That's practicing good boundaries. Or when you pull yourself out of a dangerous situation or remove yourself from an abusive relationship, practicing good, healthy boundaries in your life. Jesus, of course, seemed to be really good at it, a master of practicing good boundaries. He took breaks when he knew he needed to. He seemed to know when it was good for him to participate and not to participate, and he tried to help others do the same. There's that part of our faith that binds us. And yet, the part of our faith that I want to talk about today is the boundless 
part of our faith. The part of our faith that crosses borders, seems endless and unhinged. I came across a quote this week that says something like, I'm not quite sure how my faith came about, but the energy of it feels endless. And I think that's on to something. There's that part of our faith that seems restrictive and confining and, and binds us. But then that energy of it, the energy of our faith, can seem endless as if it cannot be exhausted no matter how hard we tried, limitless, without an end. It's as if it feels like it comes from a God who has no boundaries, a God who crosses borders because He has no borders, a God who breaks down barriers because He has no barriers, a God who seems utterly and completely without bounds. Dr. Jacob Hammond reminds us and points out that we are created in the image of that same God. We are created in the image of a God who has no borders. And at Scripture, he says, every aspect of Scripture that points to God seems to contain that spaciousness and boundlessness of God Within it. I would even go as far as to say that Scripture itself is the great revelation of a God who exceeds our expectations all the time, sits beyond our understanding, a God who enters our world in surprising ways. Think about it. Every story, the Exodus, just about the time the Israelite people began to wonder if there was a God if, at all. Moses appears and leads them through the sea and out of Egypt. Many years later, after kings and, and different empires, the people began to forget about God, and God shows up in Jesus Christ, living among us, showing us the way. The religious leaders of Jesus' time, they went just about the moment when they thought they had caught the disciples doing the wrong thing, like picking grain on the Sabbath or healing in the wrong way, Jesus responds by speaking of a God who is bigger than all of it. Just at the moment that the disciples themselves thought that their friend was dead and gone, God breaks open the tomb and appears to them one more time. Just at the moment that the apostles in the early days of the church felt like they had reached their limit, gone as far as they could go, God appears to people like Peter and Paul and tells them to take the message to the Gentiles, opening up the gospel to the entire world. It seems like a boundless God everywhere you look. And Luke's gospel is no different. This ending to Luke's gospel has Jesus appearing to the disciples, and what does he do? He opens their minds to understand the Scriptures. He removes the limitations. He tells them to proclaim repentance and forgiveness, not to some, but to all the nations. And then he does the unthinkable. He ascends into heaven. Every barrier, every limit, he seems to walk through it as if it's not there at all. All this whole reading reeks of a boundless God who seems to bounce back and forth between heaven and earth, dancing across the borders of the nations, opening hearts and changing hearts and changing lives. 
And Luke's gospel isn't the only one that feels that way. Matthew's gospel ends with Jesus commissioning the disciples to do what? We just said it at the baptism. To baptize all nations. To make disciples of all nations. And then he says, and remember I am with you always. No limits, no boundaries. John's gospel says that if all the things Jesus did were to be written down The entire world would not contain the number of books it would take to be written. No limits. No boundaries. This is a boundless God we have. As Fred Craddock puts it, this ever-widening message of God was not some idea that we concocted. It was God's plan all along. What about your life? What binds you in your life? When you read Luke, do you see a boundless God? Like the other Gospels, Luke is telling us, presenting to us a a wide Christ who invites us to cross the border and live a more boundless faith. Dr. Hammond puts it this way. He says, what in your life binds you in a way that you know it should not? What in your life confines you in a way that you know is not right? And he takes an innocuous seemingly innocuous innocuous subject like time. He says, like, take time, for example. We have odd language when we talk about time. We say, oh, I don't have time. I wish I could make the time. I'm just going to go kill some time. I'm never... Had enough time, we say. If only I had enough time. I'm out of time. We're out of time. Where did the time go? We sometimes say we feel like we're always on the clock. We talk about time as if it's our enemy that binds us up so tight as if we're in a straitjacket. Sociologists say that we talk about time in the same way that hungry people talk about food. And yet, aren't there those moments when time seems suspended? Like when you're reading a good book or or when you're sitting on the mountainside and you become captivated with the clouds rolling beneath you, all wrapped up in the mystery of it all. Hours can roll by like minutes. Perhaps we're not so bound by time as we thought. What in your life confines you in a way that you know it should not? How often do you let a healthy boundary bind you in a way it shouldn't?
a playful faith learns how to live within healthy boundaries without being overly bound by them. When you can live like that, when you can do that, you don't know what God might do with it. And you become open to it. This, in essence, is the message Luke is leaving with us at the end of his gospel. Live within healthy boundaries, yes. But don't let them bind you. A number of years ago, a little girl wanted to learn to fly airplanes. And when she got old enough, she applied to enter the Air Force, and they turned her down. They said, well, if you have a brother, send him to us. It was a boundary in her life that she refused to let bind her. So she playfully kept trying. She went from armed forces to armed forces, and finally a Navy recruiter accepted her application, and she became a part of the first group of women pilots in the Navy. And she flew with the Navy for 20-plus years. During that time, the war in Iraq happened, but at the time there was a rule that stated that women were not allowed to be sent into combat situations. And so she learned how to train the people that were actually being sent into action. Think about that. The one training you is not themselves allowed to go into the fight that you're going into. It was a boundary in her life that she refused to let bind her. After she finished her service, she was hired on for a commercial airline. And she flew for the airline. The airline she flew for 20 plus years, not the service. Sorry, had that backward. She flew for the airline for 20 plus years. It still is. And she talks in an interview about how at times people would come on board and they'd see the stripes on her pilot uniform and they'd look at her and they'd say, are you flying this airplane? And, and I'd say, yes, I am. And some of them would turn around and walk off the plane and say, not for me. <laughs> and she'd say, I would shrug and playfully let go of it. Their loss was a boundary in her life that she refused to let bind her. You may know who I'm talking about. Captain Tammy Jo Schultz, the pilot who calmly and confidently landed Southwest Airlines Flight 1380 a month ago after the engine exploded and broke one of the windows in the cabin. What might have become of those 140-some-odd people had years ago she let the boundaries in her life bind her, but she didn't. She didn't. And look what God did with that. Live your life with good boundaries, yes. But don't let them bind you. May your faith become exceedingly boundless. May your life become exceedingly playful. 
May you become exceedingly open to this playful, boundless God who shows up in your life. A playful, boundless God who you haven't a clue to know what God is going to do next. Live a life that crosses the border. Amen.